the books. Are you seeing the books? Everything you would want to read is right here. Feel it. Now smell it. Nothing, nothing smells like that. I've never been there, but I read about it in a book. <laughs> Funny, you've got a lot of books here. Yes, we do, but we don't have David Copperfield with one P by Edmund Wells. I'm quite sure. Christmas Carol with a K? No. Uh, how about a sale of two tickets? Definitely not. Life is lit. Yes, and welcome to episode three of Kelly Bookshop's Life is Lit podcast. Do you like the theme song, Geordie? We have a theme song. I say that because I add the theme song in in post-production, so you can't actually hear the theme song. Yeah, so, you haven't played so the theme song for me like, yet. Do you like the theme song? Um, sure, why not? Have you got it there that no, I can I listen don't. to? No, you just have to wait and uh, download the podcast like everybody else does. Uh, uh, how are you going? Yeah, pretty good. A little, little bit wine drunk, but, you know. I was going to say, we, the, not first, bad. the first three episodes of this podcast we've done in one night. Yeah. Um, with, uh, yeah, a couple of bottles of wine and... Good old Brown Brothers. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Australian I think wine, like I you. gave myself Brown more than you. Brown Brothers is Australian wine, isn't it? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I know, it's good wine. I always check that we need to support our Australian mate. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this episode, we, we wanted to start by talking a little bit about mindfulness. Uh, obviously, this is something that's become massive in the last few years. Absolutely. Um, and, and probably all starting with a few books. Yeah. Um, Mark yep. Manson's Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Yep. Um, sorry if there's kids listening, but that is the title of the book. Yeah. Um, yeah, Hugh Van Seilenberg's uh, the Resilience, Resilience Project. Project. Uh, All those H- mindfulness books. Hugh McKay's The Kindness Project, which is out this week as well. Project? Kindness? Kindness. Oh, is it Project? I don't know now. if it's Project. No, I don't think it is. No. But that's that's in store now as well, if anyone wants to come look. That's been quite popular as well. Yeah. Um, I guess in this world that we live in now, mm-hmm. like you sort of take it for granted what we had, probably, probably for us growing up as kids and our parents had you know, up until probably 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, where you weren't bombarded 24-7 like we no. are now. Um, especially in the past 18 months with COVID and everything like that, but you notice it more. But between social media yep. um, and the news cycle and keeping on top of things and um, and even working now. And, and we There's find just it, so much we more, find isn't it with, there? Well, we find it with the bookshop that, you know, um, you get emails and messages at 10 o'clock All the night. time. All the time. Um, and I'm someone that, you know, from a business point of view, I try and respond to every inbox or email we get yeah, straight away. as soon as you can. Um, you know, I know a lot of businesses will have an auto reply or whatever, but I like to, you know, try and reply as quickly as possible because that's service we sort of offer. But yeah, um, but it, it, it is a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. lot. And it's a lot and it's hard to turn off. And I think reading, especially after the pan- – well, I say after the pandemic, but after <laughs> – We're still in it. We're still in it as we know with this lockdown, but um, after 2020, um, people started realising that reading was a really good way to turn off. Yeah, absolutely. To escape. And that was that's one thing that's really, really been evident, I think, for, for me in the shop seeing that is people coming in and saying, all right, well, especially towards sort of end of last year, September, October, people going, all right, well, I've spent the last six months at home on Zoom calls and looking at my screen all day, every day, you know, remote learning. Yeah, or, I need something else. Yeah, you know, working from home. I need some, I need to get away from the screen. I need yep. a book. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess that's something that, you know, it's pro- well, as the owners of a bookshop, probably a good thing. <laughs> yes, um, thankful. <laughs> but it is something that I guess reading a, reading a book for a while, there's probably taken for granted. Yeah. Um, yep. As we went into that 
digital revolution of screens and social media and and all and the e-books and e-books everything and came Kindles and all that sort of stuff. And look, that's there's uh, still you're still reading about and that's uh, people are still reading if they're using one. So I don't you know sort of judge, but um, yeah, I am someone that has to have the touch and feel and and the smell of a book. Oh, I know. Uh, I tried the Kindle. Tried the Kindle. Yeah. But that was only because I went to Queensland and my mother and father said I could only take two books but and I would finish on. two that books d- in a day. That does not sound like a bargain. And then I'm pretty sure she had like six books in her suitcase. I was going to say, I believe that. Yeah, yeah. She's worse so, than you when it comes to reading. So. Yeah, she is. Um, so I tried the Kindle, but no, nah, it is not the same. No, and I think I tried on a tablet for a while. Mm. And same reason, it was because I was travelling a bit for work and those sorts of things at the time. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, it, yeah, it's just – I just don't think it's the same. But, look, to those that do love reading on their iPad or the Kindle, I know a lot of older people do prefer a, an iPad because they can enlarge the text a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which is, yeah, totally understandable. But, yeah, for me, it's um, – Yeah, getting re- off the screen. Getting off the screen is such an important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, yeah, as I said now, that we're always glued to social media. And I know I, a couple of weeks ago, I had a bit of a social media kick and I got rid of Facebook for a bit. Yep. Um, and – I felt so good afterwards. Yeah. Um, like I've yeah. sort of half gone back to it now, but I've deleted it from my phone and yeah. um, I think that's one Doing of Doing all the resilience project things. Yeah, trying to trying to do that without, you know, consciously doing it. But yeah. um, I think that's, you know, a big help. But reading has become such a great way to turn off. Like yeah. so it's almost meditation without – Meditating, if that makes sense. It is. And I think that is how we spoke in the last podcast or the one before about me where I said you were like, oh, how do you have time to yeah, read? Yeah. But I think that is my way of – maybe that's why I sleep so well because I maybe. shut down and, you know, I have that mindfulness reading time for an hour before I go to sleep. Yeah. And that, that is proven that if you read before bed, mm. if you turn your phone off – and I'm bad for that because you I, are terrible. Because I know we're recording a part podcast, but I listen to podcasts every single night. You do, um, and you play your game. Yes, I do play my game, my little pop blitz game on my phone. I know it's bad, but I do. <laughs> um, but I always have a podcast on, so I'm always on my phone before yes. I go to bed because I turn a podcast on. Um, but if you put your phone down, turn your phone off an hour before bed and read, you are. It's proven that it will help you sleep better. Yep. Um, we're talking about I'm, sleep and you're I'm yawning. Already you. yawning, yeah. Um, so that's something that I think that probably needs to be a bit more of a focus of a lot of people. If you are you know, struggling with sleep, even struggling with mental health, like yeah. reading can really lift the lid on mental health. Uh, <laughs> do you like what I did? There? I do like what you did there. Yeah, but it's true. Something, yeah, you know, a good book that can. It, it, and we talked about this earlier, you know, escapism through through reading and that sort of, that sort of thing. Yep. Um, but not even that. Like, there's so many self-help books as well now. And a lot of yeah. people are getting self-help books, like what you said before with the titles. Well, I guess – Like, yeah. yeah. I think back in the 90s and, and even early 2000s, like, yeah, there's a lot of jokes made about self-help books about, you know, if you're getting a self-help book or – Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Like, no – we watch a lot of Gilmore Girls in our house. Oh, we do watch I'm a lot of Gilmore I'm not Girls. ashamed to say that. I did. You it, got me on to Gilmore Girls. When it was on air back in the late 90s, early 2000s, I had a couple of good friends, Jasmine and Africa, that loved Gilmore Girls, watched it every week. And I used to pay out of them so hard and make so much fun of them for how stupid their show was. Yep. Now, I You're love obsessed. It. I love it. Obsessed. Um, 
but there is a yeah you know, a whole character arc in the end of one of the seasons where one of the main characters you know, gets his love life on track by reading a self help book. Yeah. and everyone makes fun of him. Yep. Um, and I think you know, fifteen years ago was that was it, how know, it was. That was sort of how it was. People would make jokes about it. Whereas now, it's well, we can't keep the self help books on the shelves. No, but everyone not, I guess is they're not them. your old school self help books now. No, You've got things like no. like I said, like the Resilience Project. Yep. Um, uh, you know. Kaz Cook's books on, you know, on health especially. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, those mental health books and those sorts of things that, yeah, they're not those old school, you know, book on tape. Buddy, no, exactly. Know. Do yeah. this if yeah. you want to meet your soulmate. Yeah, it's not that anymore, those self-help no. books. And I think that's something that um, is becoming really, really popular. But again, as I said, like even the fantasy books, those sorts of things, that escapism to be able to – you know, with everything that's happening out in the world now, yep. to be able to, to just dive switch off. into a book and switch off from everything else yep. is such an incredible thing to be able to do. Oh, yes. Yep. And it's probably harder than a lot of people think as well, like trying to switch off and just focus on a book too. Yeah, like, and I, that's look, why I, st- I still struggle with it. Yeah. Um, that's why you need your good fit books. Yeah. That's, again, why it's so important. And going back to that, if you, if you missed that in the first podcast, is a good fit book is – Every everybody has a book out there that they will enjoy. It's just yep. finding it. It's finding that book that fits. Yeah. Um, and we're happy to help you with that. Come in, talk to us at the shop. We absolutely. will absolutely try and get you back reading if you, you're struggling with that. But you're right. Like it needs to be a book that you can. And I think that's why my to be read pile on the side of my bed is, um, you know, seven or eight books high at this point is because finding that right book at the right time that will keep me interested yeah. and keep me engaged can be a bit of a struggle. And that's why some people have like three or four books. Like we just yeah. talked about Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Rory always had like two or three different books because it depends on your mood. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I'm even the same, like fantasy books. Like I had that one the other week and I just, I got through yeah. four or five chapters and I was like, no, nah, it's not winning me over yet. But then, yeah, you might go back to But that I will definitely go back to it. And we'll, yeah. Well. Um, and I guess that's something, you know, how do you think – you know, I know we touched on it a little bit with the, the Kindle stuff that technology is affecting book readership. You know, are you seeing that with kids, you know, being a teacher? Yeah. Do you see that, you know, the screens affect how much they are reading or how much they want to read? Absolutely. So I feel like when I was at school, if it was a wet weather timetable or something, you would sit inside and read a book. Yeah. Or you'd take yeah. a book outside if it was a nice day and you'd sit outside and read. But nowadays, whenever there's workday timetables or something like that, kids automatically, oh, can we play on the computers? Can we play on the iPads? You know, they're always reaching for that technology first. But I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's I guess. Yeah, well, you say that, and that's. I, I think that you know, not even just in the classroom. Yeah. Like when we were kids, like if we had a long road trip, and I yep. know your family used to go on massive, so many you know, road trips, massive road trips, and you know my grandparents used to live up on the Murray River, so it was a five-hour trip to go up and see them every couple of times a year. Would go up. Yeah. Um, and you would read a book in the car. Exactly. You wouldn't have electronics. You, you wouldn't have, have DVD an, there players. There was no iPads. There was no DVD players. No. It was read a book. Read a book. Yeah. Um, Colour in a picture. Yeah. Whereas now it's straight to the iPads. Straight to the iPads, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but even it, we've noticed, like, even with Ali, though, like, it's almost like the technology side of things, it's a distraction for them. Yeah. And because you start it and you use it as a distraction, that's what they're, you know, they kind of gravitate towards. Yeah. I don't know. 
And that's where I, I guess the balance is important there. And yep. that's what we try that with, with Ali, you know. She's only nine months, but we try and read to her as much as we possibly can. She loves her Sesame Street book. Yeah. Um, she tried to read some nursery rhymes to yeah, Charlie tonight. exactly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, finding that balance and, you know, I don't know, we had a conversation about this when we were doing some deliveries today. Yeah. Um, about doing readers as kids. And you yeah. said to me, do you remember reading your reader that you took home? And, like, I, I do. Yep. As a young kid, I think, you know, you know, probably prep to, you know, maybe grade two or grade three, I remember reading the reader at home each night. Yeah. But after that, I think it was more I would read myself. Yeah. So instead of reading to someone else, yeah, you would just do it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I guess, you know, that's parents getting busier and, you know, probably me becoming more independent with my reading and those sorts of things as well. Absolutely. But our parents were busy too. Like yeah. parents had to work all the time. Yeah, exactly. And still do. Yeah. Um, but – yeah, I think, you know, there's, you know, I know your principal said that, you know, he doesn't remember, you know, No, reading. he never read, yeah. Um, well, he didn't have anyone to read to. Yeah. And I think that was the issue as well. When you're learning to read and there's no one there to read to and to help you understand the words that you don't get, well, you're going to get frustrated and you're not going to bother. Yeah. Or you'll just look through the pictures and that will be it. Yeah, which is, you know, going back to the mindfulness thing is hopefully something that, you know, if, if you are picking up a book now to try and, you know, turn off from working from home and all this sort of stuff, yep. getting the kids to do the same or reading with them. Yeah. Um, even I know that kids love it when adults just read, even if it's your favourite novel, if it's within reason. Yeah, of course. Um, reading that to the kids. I remember when I was at Colac West and the kids would love on a Friday afternoon me reading to them. They would lay down on the floor and they would just listen. Yeah. Because I read them Harry Potter and half of them had never read it and they loved it. When so did, it's just... When did you first read Harry Potter? To the kids. Really? Yeah. That's the first time you that read Harry Potter? That was the first time I read Harry Potter. I've never actually read them. Yep. You own a bookshop. Have you read them? Yeah. Oh. Every single one. Oh. But the book was really good. I didn't realise how different it was to the movies. Yeah, but the I grew up when so my first cinema experience was seeing Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone at the cinema. Really? Yeah. So because I think I was at that age where I would have been what, ten or eleven? So that's why I never read the books because I got to watch the movies first. Yeah, I suppose showing my age here, the first movie I ever well, the first movie I recall seeing at the cinemas mm. and loving and enjoying was Jurassic Park. Yep. So it would have been 93, so I would have been <laughs> A year six, after I was seven. born. Yep, thanks for making yep. me feel old. Yep. Um, <laughs> but again, I've only recently read that. Yeah. See, um, so that's what happened with me. Yeah. Yeah. But Harry Potter, like that's- I know, like, and I love Harry that's Potter a more than life. Book. Like how, yeah. Yeah, I need to read them. Can you buy them for me? Wait, have you still not read the others? When have I had time to read the others? You just said you've read Throne of Glass five times. Yeah, it was amazing. I regret nothing. <laughs> You've got oh. Okay, we'll buy Harry Potter and I'll start reading them to We've Ellie. We've got them here. Do we? Yes. Really? Yes. No. Yes. No. You, well, as soon as you're finished that Ash Princess book, you are okay. straight into Harry Potter, please. Because all right, yeah, I think I need huh. it in my life. Yeah, you definitely need it in your life. Like, that's just insane. <laughs> but anyway, back to that. Yeah, like kids really enjoy when someone reads to them. Are Stop just, thinking about Harry Potter. You're just trying to distract me now from the fact that you haven't read Harry Potter. But I yeah, am. no, I think it's an important thing. Yeah, especially with 
everything we've been through in the last um, 12 months, mm-hmm. I think, you know, now is the time to maybe schedule, you know, it sounds horrible to say, but schedule that reading time with your kids. And we talked about this today. Like if you do something for 28 days, it becomes routine. It becomes habit, yeah. Yeah, habit. So if you – it doesn't have to be a long time. It could be three pages, which could take you, you know, it could be five minutes of reading. Well, it doesn't a, have to be long. There is a reading challenge happening at the moment. I feel like it's Scholastic. The Premier's uh, Reading Challenge? No, 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 no. Readathon? No, no, not the MS, MS Readathon. Readathon. Not the MS Readathon, which we are strongly behind and we'll do some more stuff on that. I think that's August. Okay, that's I good think. to know. It's coming up soon, I know that. But um, no, there's a, there's a challenge in May. And I'm positive it's a scholastic thing, and I could be wrong. Is it the Premier's Reading Challenge? Where you read for 31 days every day? Oh, no, it's not that. No. no. So this is um, basically what we're talking about, scheduling family time and reading a book yep. with your kids every night for the entire month of May. Mm. Um, and there's tips on you know, the best ways to do it and how it can be tricky, but you know, trying to make that time is worth it and those sorts yep. of things. It's and- so important. It really is, especially, mm-hmm. yeah, with everything we've been through and everything everything the kids are going through. I guess, you know, we're talking about how hard it is for adults with the, the constant media cycle and those sorts of things. Yeah. But kids, you know, don't quite grasp what's going on either. So it's no. even worse for them. And we do have a couple of, you know, again, not another ad for the bookshop, but uh, we do have a couple of books about children's resilience oh, yes. and how to cope with the news and those sorts of things, which yep. I think after the last 12 months are really important. Oh, Yeah. And they're such great books too. Yeah, so they're definitely worth a look. But um, scheduling that family time and, and sitting down and reading a book together. Yep. Um, you know, not just great for the kids, great for you as well. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a great family bonding activity as well. Makes you stronger together. All right, so veering off the course a little bit. Okay. Now that you've um, dropped that Harry Potter bombshell. <laughs> oh, um, you're not going to forget about that, no, are you? No, I definitely am not. Are there any other books that you probably should have read that you haven't? Look, there is probably a fair few. Um, what is Great Expectations? Yep. Is that one – who's that? Charles Charles Dickens? No. Yes. Yes. Great Expectations. Yeah. I've never read that, but I feel like that's one that I should have read. Um, what else? I loved all of the – is it the Air Sisters? Jane Eyre? No? Yeah. Yeah, all those ones I loved. Um, but a lot of them, I did a literary literature, that word, (laughs) too much wine, Uh, (laughs) a literature subject at university. And in that I read a lot of the classics. Yep. Okay. So that really helped me out there. But yeah, probably just Harry Potter. Is there any on your list that you haven't read that you want to? Like classics or just books in general? Ideally classics. I was going to say books in general is massive. (laughs) Yeah, all right, classics that you go, okay, I probably should have read that. I definitely want to. Yeah. um, That aren't Harry Potter because that's already on the list now. Okay, yeah, fair. What? There was a couple of William Shakespeare, some of his stuff. Yep. I cannot remember which ones though. Romeo and Juliet I've done. Tammy of the Shrew I've done. Um... Look, you should have asked me this question like four wine glasses ago. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. What about you? You go first and um, give me some ideas. Fear and Loathing ah. is uh, Hunter S. Thompson is, is definitely on my list of things that needs to be read. Ooh, what's that one you keep telling me I need to read? A Thousand Miles Below the Sea? A Thousand Leagues. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. I was so close. I, 
I don't think you were close at I all. I was I was definitely and close. And I think it was actually Moby Dick that I was telling you that you should read. But <laughs> that one too. Let's just add them both to my list. <sighs> um, I actually, I recently started reading H.G. Uh, Wells' War of the Worlds. Ah. Um, I've got a really great leather bound H.G. Uh, Wells collection that I yes. finally started reading a couple of weeks ago. Mm. And um, a lot tougher read than I thought it would be. Yeah. Um, for, for such a classic story, and I, I'm obviously used to the, the Orson Welles radio retelling of it from the 30s, which caused all the panic and stuff. But yeah. um, the actual story is, yeah, again, it's a, it's a fairly tough read. Old um, oh, okay. A.C. Wells wasn't, you know, shy from making a, you know, a sentence out of a thousand words that probably could have been told with five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but all the old books were like that too. Like yeah. they made it really complicated. Yeah. Well, not really, but you yeah, know. But, uh, that's just the style of writing at the time. Yeah. Like Shakespearean language you would never find again, really. No. And, and it's like there are books that are updating that too. For yeah. A, like we've had um, a great series, which uh, Trinity College recently ordered actually, which was the um, – Oh, the Lull ones? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it was uh, YOLO – Juliet or something like that was yes. a Romeo and Juliet but told They've written it yeah. in like text language. Text language and all that sort of <laughs> stuff for you know for the kids that again we were talking about this earlier is you know trying to find stuff for kids to relate to. Yeah, absolutely. Um and I think they've got a couple of graphic novels too, don't they? Yeah. 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 Uh, and we've got we've actually got more of that coming in in the next couple of weeks hopefully as well. Yeah, yeah. Um but there's there's a few like that um uh the Iliad I've got a, a leather bound copy of that that um, I think I started but never finished. Yeah, so I've got that there that I want to read. Um, we've got a few of those really nice hardcover versions that um, I've bought with the intention of... Wasn't the Iliad my hardcover version and you stole it for your office? Yeah, because it was still in plastic. Yeah, but you don't want to ruin three, them. You'd had it for three years. You don't want to ruin the pretties. You could read it though. Yeah, but I had a cheap with like a different version that you read you don't read the hard covers they're there for like no you do read them because they're amazing yeah they're gorgeous yeah. um so yeah so i've got a few like that yeah um but yeah hunter s thompson probably is at the top of the list of those ones that i feel like i need to read mm. um yeah uh, yeah fear and loathing in las vegas and we've got a few of these other ones the rum diary and a few other ones in stock at the moment that are, i think i definitely need to try and get in a hunter, some hunter s thompson again from what i'm told it's a it can be a bit of a you know, a tough read, a bit some of a slog, of it, but yep. um, yeah, well worth, worth it, it if you do. So, uh, did you ever read the Norse mythology? The Neil Gaiman one. Yes. No. No. Not yet, and Neil Gaiman is absolutely incredible, and yep. I definitely really want to read it. Yeah. Um, yep. That's another one that I read that one, but what was the other one he did? Uh, Good Omens. Good Omens. I need to read that one. I uh, think and that's American on my list. Gods as well. American Gods is one that is on the top of my to be red pile at some point as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Neil Gaiman is just an incredible, and again, someone that has written comic books. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and written some incredible comic books and graphic novels that are well worth a look. And Sandman, I think um, is one of his graphic novels that's about to be adapted into, I want to say Amazon or Netflix or one of those. Yeah. One of the streamings. Turning into a show. Um, and that you watch in 12 months time Sandman will be the next huge thing because yeah. that's an incredible story that's about to be adapted so awesome um but no I haven't read that that's yeah I've, I've definitely got to get around to that so yeah um, if there's any suggestions out there to people listening if you've made it through our 
wine ramblings for episode <laughs> three because that's, that's what, 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 what episode three is. sort of turned into a little bit. Yep. Um, feel free to drop them in the comments because, you know, we're always looking for, for more recommendations, not just for us, but for everybody that walks into the shop. If yeah. you've got a, a bit of a review that you can, you know, give on a book, um, whether it is a classic like one of those ones or whether it's a new release that you've read that you thought was pretty great or yep, absolutely. Maybe, maybe not worth a read. Um, and that's one thing I do love being in the shop and getting uh, different feedback on different books. Yes. Um, Yep. Especially books that people 99% of the time love. Yeah. Hearing a negative Wasn't review. there – what was it? The sanita- Sanitarian? Sanitarium. Yeah. The one we did for the Crime More Wine Book Club. Yes. And all of the girls in the book club did not like it whatsoever. But wasn't it – didn't it have a, um, yeah, a big thing about – Yeah, yep. Put her name to it. Yeah, which was yeah. a weird one. Having said that, the book that they're, they're doing, we obviously had to postpone this month's book club because of – the lockdown. Yeah. Um, so we'll reschedule that for a few weeks' time, hopefully. But uh, the book they're reading this time around, I've spoken to a few of the few of the people in the book club and uh, raving about the one. Oh, that well, I that's good. For this time around. So I've done a good did, job, apparently. Oh, so you picked it? I picked oh, that I one. thought Amy picked no, this no, one. No, no, I picked this one. And uh, okay. uh, apparently I did quite a good job because it's quite oh, that's a good great. read. So. Excellent. Um, but yeah, like, uh, what was it? I think it was Phosphorescence. Um, <gasps> yes, which the really pretty one. Such a, such a, um, well-reviewed book. It's yep. been out for 12 months. It's won another slew of awards this year. Um, and I had someone come in and tell me they just could not read it. They, they just did not like it whatsoever. And it's great to hear it is. a bit of a contrast of opinion. And that's, you know. Absolutely. E- every person's opinion on a book is different, whether you love it or hate it or like different things. Everybody has a different opinion. Yep. Um, Although it's not great because I had someone come in and say that she could not get into Sarah J Mass and I wanted oh. to cry. I was like, oh. Wow. And I tried to win her over again, and she said she would think about it. But, wow. yeah, that was tough. That was a tough day. I can imagine. I haven't heard yep. anyone say that they can't get into Sarah Jane Mass. That's, I know. That's crazy. I know. Crazy talk. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was that was rough. If we can uh, if we can somehow one day finagle getting Sarah Jane Mass on this podcast, <gasps> would you want to be part of that? Oh, my God. Maybe, I would die. What if I just did it and didn't tell you about it? Would you speak to me again? Uh, we would be getting divorced. Right, and I well, would take the dog. Well, if we can, if we can line that up, <laughs> then I'll make sure. That I would be like, oh, I could, I would, oh, that would be amazing, amazing. I think it's. I'm just trying to think. Who Although I would be like Sarah J. Mass's books in Australia. United. I think it's Penguin Publishing. Yeah. Oh, Penguin. Yeah. Um, if if Lyndall's listening, please, um, please, if we can help us tear that up. Jordy, oh. that'd be great. Maybe we, maybe we do I that. I think I would. I would make sure I wasn't drinking wine because <laughs> I would be a mess, and I would not stop talking, and it would be like just a jabber fest the whole time, and I'd be like, blah, 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 and this and this and this. And oh, oh, oh. I feel like you would be that way anyway. Or I would sit here like this. Yeah, people can't see that face. Oh, oh that, yeah. yeah. Can it's you explain a, it? Not a video podcast. It's a look of uh, happiness and surprise and shock and. Crazy. A wonderment. I have a, a bit of crazy eyes. Yeah. A lot of crazy eyes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so and yeah, so that's um, all we've got for this. That's probably a episode. good thing. I was going to say, I think we're about, about out of wine, aren't we? So we might as well wrap this one up. Uh, so hopefully for the next episode. Uh, you won't pe- hear my voice again. Well, that's not what I was going to say about hopefully, but. Oh, okay. Uh, depending on what does happen with the lockdown, uh, hopefully our next guest will be uh, Pete and Mark Cromer. Yeah. Um, and we talk a bit Which about Pete's awesome. artwork and uh, how he ended up getting published and, and 
what the future holds and all that sort of stuff. So if you've got any questions for, for Pete, you can um, inbox us at yeah, the Calic Bookshop Facebook page. Um, email us, sales at calicbooks.com. Um, yeah. Don't forget, obviously, during lockdown, if you are looking for reading material, you can head to our website, calic.com.au. You can email us. You can inbox us on Facebook. Um, the yep. phone lives at the shop, so um, you can call and leave a message on our answering service. And, and we'll, we'll get back to you. We no, I should actually mention this. A few people have asked me about this. We have an answering service at the shop now. Yes. Um, because we're getting a lot and still do get a lot of those international scam phone calls. And um, and we don't like being on the phone when there's customers in the shop. No. Uh, that's just – that's a pet peeve of mine. From, we hate that. <laughs> um, because there's only one of us in the shop usually at any one time. Yeah. Um, I can't – serve someone that walks in if I'm on the phone to another customer. So so we've got an answering service set up. So we ask people to, you know, leave your name, your phone number and the book you're chasing. We'll get back to you. We'll, we'll hunt them down. Yep. We'll let you know what we can find and uh, and get back to you. So, but if, yeah, it might And take then we us- don't have to have that awkward silence on the phone while we're trying to search for things. No, it's it, it can get yeah. a little bit awkward. So, um, so if you are chasing something, normally we'll get back to people at the end of each day with the answering service, but obviously during COVID, it, it'll be a little a bit little more bit delayed. Longer. So, uh, yeah, the, the social media and, and the emails are probably your best point of contact uh, during lockdown and whatnot. Hopefully the lockdown won't last very long. Yes, you, hopefully. You, you could be the next guest again, Geordie, if lockdown lasts a bit longer. How when- lucky for you. What a pleasure. Yes, and uh, that might be the end of this podcast on that note. Uh, Thank you for listening and we'll talk to you again soon. Life is lit. Get back into a book at Cowlick Bookshop. From the best new releases to the classics, there's something for everyone. And if they don't have it, they can order it for you. With a huge range of collectibles and pop vinyls, DVDs, giftware, vinyl records and gifts for all ages. Plus, an awesome range of locally made goodies. Colac's biggest and best selection of books is at Cowlick Bookshop opposite the Memorial Square. 